0: welcome to the bear and the ball i am your host nick webster so glad you could join us for a very special episode today i've often talked about the mental side of the game and we've had some experts on well time for another expert it's Rappaport, rapaport the founder and brains behind the mental coach pro he will join us today and we will go further and deeper into this fascinating subject which right now Is all about how can we be the best versions of ourselves it's it welcome to the bear on the ball thank you for having me Nick
1: it's a pleasure to be here
0: so tell me a little bit about you and your soccer career and how you found or didn't find the mental side of the game when you first started making the inroads to the more elite levels
1: Right. So like many of the listeners on this call, I grew up playing in Cal South. I played, you know, as long as I can remember myself, uh, all the same tournaments and clubs and, and so on and so forth. And, you know, all through high school, I was a very good player in high school, I got recruited, got a D1 scholarship, uh, went on to play college ball. And it was there that I really realized for the first time how important the mindset is and the mental game, not just as a concept, but rather something that is crucial and essential for every player's development, regardless if it's a you know, high school player trying to play college or a college player trying to sign a pro contract. Uh, and so that was where I first experienced, and like you said, not, not, not to my favor, uh, the importance of mental performance.
0: So you've gone to college, and obviously it's a big step up from, from, from club soccer, what was the moment in time where you went, oh, I don't think I have all the tools to be the best version of myself. And when you realized that, what did you go and do about it? What, was, was there any programs, platforms in place for you to try and change that mentality?
1: Yeah, it's a a great question, you know, because with everything in life, we have to try to realize, you know, what was the moment, the turning point? And for me, it's quite evident and clear regarding this. I mean, I've always been very much into psychology and understanding human behavior. You know, I studied it in college. Um, And so, you know, coming into my freshman year, I started every single game. And it was a good program, but not the best. And as we got better and better we had the ability to recruit stronger and stronger players. Well, you recruit those stronger players, there becomes more competition and, you know, later on, I found myself outside the starting lineup and then not even on the travel squad and I didn't have the tools that I now have and that I teach others in order to overcome this and still get what I want out of the situation. And the turning point for me, Nick, to answer that question is when I was sitting down on my couch watching ESPN and I'm watching the the college cup national championship game. And I'm watching the team that just two years ago I was starting on. And now they're in the national championship game. Players that I started over were now starting in this final game. So I'm looking at this, obviously eating myself up and really, you know, upset about the missed opportunity because you know, of how things evolved. But I'm looking at it and I said, it's not skill. They're not better than me. It's not athleticism. But what they had that I didn't have at that moment was the ability to deal with adversity. And at that point in time, I said, you know what? What's going on here? What is this secret weapon that everybody knows about? Why are some players super successful in clutch moments and others not so much? What is this component? And I became obsessed, absolutely obsessed with reading on it and and taking courses. And then I've got my certifications uh, to understand what is mental performance mastery. And through this journey, I learned that... It's not just, you know, how, how, how coaches and players talk about it as, you know, being resilient or being mentally tough. There's so much more to it than that. Uh, and I've created a, a platform, right, a framework, which I call the starting 11 for mental performance mastery. And these 11 concepts really touch up on every single aspect of mental performance that will allow every player to deal with these situations. I didn't have somebody like me in my corner when I was in college if I did, I'm sure I'd be in a completely different position. But you know, I'm thankful that I didn't because that's what struck up this, this uh, curiosity to find out more about it. And since then, I've been working with youth clubs all through Cal South and and other states as well, uh, college programs and professional players as well. And so it's been a really good ride for me really exciting. I love what I do. I love the ability to really see applicable things, right? It's not just concepts. It's not just ideas or theories, but it's, things that you can learn and then really use them the very next day and start seeing the effects. So that's my background story, Nick.
0: Yeah, well, you you talk about coaches within within that last statement. And, you know, we have the head coach who, you know, oversees the entire strategy and maybe tactics of the team. You know, you you may have a a goalkeeping coach. Uh, You may have a fitness coach. But it seems to me that many programs are missing out on this mental coach. Now, why do you think that so many programs do not have this position right now when you and I can both attest to the fact that it probably is the most important coaching position in the team?
1: I'll tell you why. And I've, I've given that a lot of thought. And a matter of fact, in Europe, every European club you know, the professional clubs and their youth teams have somebody like me in their locker room. I know this for a fact because I work with players uh, internationally as well. And so they they are aware of this. And and, it, and and the example I give is, you know, if you remember maybe 20, 30 years back, I don't know, something like that, and you were a, a gymnast or a weightlifter, it doesn't matter, something in the Olympics. You know, you had one coach and that coach was your uh, your, your your craft, right He taught you your technique, he was your strength and conditioning coach. he was your dietitian and he was your mental coach. He wore all the hats. And then they realized that hey, you know what this whole idea of strength and conditioning and, and physiology, this is real. We need to bring in somebody for that. So that became a thing, right And then they said you know nutrition and the stuff that we put in our body is really important. So they brought in a, a sports nutritionist right to enhance their performance. And I really do believe, and I know this for sure, that the next thing in line is mental performance because it cannot be denied. And the reason it can't be denied is because there's only three things any athlete can train. It doesn't matter if it's me or you or, you know, a 14-year-old I'm working with or, or Kylian Mbappe, all right? It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't even matter the sport. Only three things any athlete across the board, across the entire world can train. And that's one, your physical, right? So that's strength, conditioning, um, you know, uh, quickness, agility, all that stuff is done on the track in the weight room, stuff like that. The second thing is your craft, right? That's your technique. If it's tennis, it's your forearm, your forehand and your backhand. Basketball, it's your form. Soccer, inside, outside of the foot. Okay, whatever that may be for you, that's your technique. That's your craft. And then there's the third and final thing, and that's it. We're done. And that's your mindset, your mentality. So everybody spends so much time on one and two, right? They they, they drive all over town and they train extra hours, they have private trainers, they put in a lot of effort in the weight room and in training alone with the ball just to show up game time and say, hey, look, I really hope all this stuff kind of falls in place for me. And with mental performance, it doesn't have to be like that. There's a game plan. There's there's a a sequence that you go through prior to competition, pre-game, certain things you go to when you have something to go through in the game itself, and then post-game and how you kind of wrap all this up. So, you know, that is what I feel is the next thing. And the challenge here, Nick, is that my job is to educate players, parents, and coaches that I have a solution for a problem that they don't know exists. You see, that this thing that they, they're feeling, it's affecting them, they just don't know it. And so I educate them and then they say, ah, oh, you know what, I didn't really notice that, but yeah, that, that is the barrier. And, and once we identify whatever that barrier may be for that individual, we could take them from where they currently are to where they want to get to and and that's what mental performance is and it's it's performance in every aspect right i mean no matter what you do you know we i talk you know to soccer players but that's just the language that i use i mean the stuff that we teach is applicable academically socially within their family settings i mean it's really life skills is what it is and i've just translated it to soccer specific and so you know i think that this is something that and i'm and we're seeing it more and more right i mean you know simone biles and and what had happened to her in the olympics and her breaking down and you know we saw this with uh with paul george in the bubble uh during covid for the nba season and him having a, a mental breakdown and the and the terrible news we received not you know too long ago maybe a few months back with the the goalkeeper for stanford and so the 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 situation is is beyond just sports, and, and you know, just because you're super successful and good at using your left foot and taking guys on to the left or something like that, doesn't mean that all other aspects of your of your life are aligned, and in order for you to be the best version of yourself on and off the field, mental performance is, is mandatory, and therefore I feel that that's the next thing in line. Uh, I personally already work with quite a few clubs in Cal South, and... The, and it's just growing and growing, and more and more parents are reaching out because they realize how important this really is for their players' development, not just as a player, but as an, in, in, an individual.
0: Well, it's it. Let's, let's uh, really go deep on this, though, and and maybe touch on something that's pretty controversial within the, the mindset field uh, when looked at from the outside in. Sports has often been about, hey, toughen up. Come on, suck it up. That kind of mentality. And anybody who has shown weakness uh, often gets devoured within the locker room, especially in you know male-centric ego sports like soccer, like football, team sports where any form of mental weakness is pounced upon and uh, careers have been crushed by that Now how do you how do you go about changing that kind of mentality, where mental state is perceived as a weakness rather than a strength?
1: It's a very great, uh, very good question. And and when you look at that, you know, if let's 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 change our perspective for a second. Um, if you're a mechanic, okay, your car, you know, let's say somebody comes to you, or you're driving your car, your car is making a sound that's not. That doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't doesn't. You're not used to hearing this sound, or a light comes on. You wouldn't just keep driving and like, no, tough it up. Let's keep driving and let's see what happens. You that would be like, hey, buddy, what are you doing? Your 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 smoke is coming out of the out of the engine. You know, you got to get get that fixed. And so there's no shame in saying, hey, I got a problem because if you don't, it's not even that I have a problem. There's a situation. It's not personal. You know, something's happening with your car. You're not taking it personal, right? So. But if you don't recognize it, well, then you can't fix it. And it's not going to fix itself. So say, toughen up doesn't solve the problem. As a matter of fact, an individual that is tough is one that can recognize something in themselves and then take the actions to go ahead and fix it. Um, but just having a problem that's affecting you and you ignoring that problem and letting it continue to affect you, well, there's no there's no courage in that. There's no you know bravery in that. It's, it's, you know, we're not talking about I have a, a, a little bit of an injury and I'm going to play through it. We're talking about stuff that's a lot deeper than that and it's not so tangible and you cannot see it. So, first and foremost, the players that recognize this and then do something about it, those are the ones that are saying to me, hey, I'm serious about this stuff and I really want to take it to the next level and I recognize that there's a problem or there's a situation that I want to overcome. And that, for me, is a lot more of a serious player It's as, as a coach right? And I've worked with a lot of programs the, the top level coaches respect that. It's not a sign of weakness by any means. It's a sign of, as a matter of fact, it's a sign of courage and a sign of, uh, the word I'm looking for is maybe a desire to develop and to be, to take it to the next level. Those are the kind of players I want in my program, in my system is players that are looking to really do whatever it takes. So when coaches say, come on, do whatever it takes, well, that's what it takes. That is whatever it takes. It takes recognizing that I don't have a solid pregame routine and I'm thinking too much about the opponent, so I need to figure out a tool or a technique that will put my mind in the place where I can be my optimal self, my best version of myself, so I can perform at the level that I know I'm capable of because this little thing is holding me back. I don't know if that really explained it, but I think it's just a matter of perspective rather than, like you said, societal... uh, Uh, this notion that you can't ever express that anything is wrong. Because if you look at it from another angle, you know, if someone had uh, a serious injury and they just ignored it and played on a torn hamstring and now they're out the entire season because they had a tweak and, you know, you look at them and be like, what's the matter with you? What are you, dumb? Why 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 are you doing that? Why are you playing on a torn hamstring, right? So this is no different.
0: So what do you say to coaches then that don't recognize that? So you've got a player that desperately needs help This player reaches out to their coaches who they perceive to be the support staff the leaders the mentors and the coach doesn't see that i mean how how can the the education has to has to be far more reaching than just the player or the parent i mean it's got it's got to encompass everybody so everybody understands that This is an issue, and it is an issue that can be worked on. It can be trained. It can be fixed. It can be solved. How do you go about doing
1: that? Well, first of all, you have to educate them. And I don't blame the coaches or the parents, okay, or the players for that matter. Nobody's at blame here because if they don't know, if you don't know of a problem, you can't fix it. That's my job is to recognize certain barriers that are getting in the way. So I don't blame the coaches. Plus, you know, in Cal South, every coach who does it for a living, probably doesn't have just one team. He's got two or three teams. He's got to come up with, you know, tournament schedules and, and uh, training um, techniques as, as to what they're going to go over and, and tactics. And he's got a lot to deal with. And he's got about 18 players on every team. So the, the coach doesn't have the time to really dive in with each and every single player. That's not really the coach's job. Uh, you know, I wish it would. But they have too much on their plate, so it's not on the coach. And the parents sometimes are blinded because they all they want is their kid to, you know, be the best that they could be. And and the kid themselves are sometimes keeping it to themselves, right? They're not sharing this stuff. But the first thing that I want to touch up on, Nick, is that there's no problem. I work with players, 4.0 students, full scholarship offers from multiple Division One schools, and these are the players I work with. So you look at this kid and you're like, hey, there's no problem. He's got everything, right? 4.0 great, you know, great grades, great social life, but it's not to fix a problem. It's to better a situation. You understand? There's not one person that wouldn't benefit from my mental performance program, including me, you, and, and all the parents and coaches and everybody, because we can all be better all the time. We can always fine tune certain things to make us better, right? And so the U.S. Men's National Team have somebody on staff, not because there's a problem. There's a, they have them on staff because they want to be better, so I'm not here to fix a problem. I'm here to make you better. That's the first thing. Uh, and and to answer regarding the coaches and and the parents and stuff like that, they just need to be educated and realize that when they yell at a, at a player or at their team and say, come on, guys, we got to focus. You guys got to concentrate. And then I pull the coach aside. Hey, coach, what's the difference between focus and concentration? And he doesn't know the answer. Right. And so. These are words that we just kind of throw out there and they're a part of our society, especially when it, you know, the culture of sports, but there's more to it than that. And when you really dive deeper into it and you recognize what these things are and understand that they can be developed, focus is something that can be learned. It's not something you're just born with, either you have it or you don't. It can be learned. There are some players that are better at it and others that are not, but the ones that are not as good at it can do certain things and then they can... uh, improve their focus and therefore see themselves perform better on the field.
0: Well, let me let me throw a spanner in the works here. Sure. And obviously, you might take offense to it. You might not. But I think it's a very good point to make. There's a lot of programs out there. There's a lot of people that claim to be mental health experts. There's a lot of quackery. And if you know what I mean by quackery. I do. What makes you different from
1: everybody else I'll tell you what I don't know what makes me different than everybody else because I don't know everybody else I know what what makes me special right and 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 you're absolutely right okay and we're not talking about just mental performance specialist for athletes but the entire field of coaching right there's I'm a life coach now I'm a really all you got to do some for the, some of these you just take a weekend course get a certification and there you are right? So I know what you're talking about, and I agree with you. What makes me special in regards to soccer players specifically is that I came from exactly the same place that these players came from. I know exactly what they're going through. I know the clubs they play for. I know what they're experiencing because I am a soccer player. I came from that world. In addition to that, the stuff that I've done in my – when I said I've got my certification, um, I worked under my mentor, Brian Kane, I've sat in on sessions with LSU football, Duke basketball, um, listened into his conversations with George St. Pierre, UFC fighter. I have a group that I meet with once a week that is comprised of the mental performance coach for the Chicago Blackhawks, for the Atlanta Braves, and you know multiple big time programs across the country. I just decided that I prefer to work with youth as opposed to professionals because I feel that with youth, the, 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 the roots are not deep enough, right? They haven't gone the wrong way for long enough where it's really psychology, meaning we have to go back deep, deep into their past to fix it. I prefer to give these kids the right direction right off the bat. They don't know anything else. So right now, these kids are just trying to figure out their way in life. And if I can provide them the information to... Allow them to live the right way. Well, we're saving them tons of time, um, you know, and 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 really getting to where it is that they want to get to faster, right? Establishing certain goals, recognizing dreams, understanding what self awareness is. For a lot of the kids I work with, this is the first conversation they've ever had about self awareness. What is self control and discipline, and how do I develop it? And so my difference is that you know. I, What makes me special is that I I believe that it's not just sports specific, it's philosophy, the books I read, okay, and the, the courses that I take. I've studied NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming. I've studied CBT, which is Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. And these are all just words, and I'm not trying to impress anybody, but I have my arsenal and then I use each one specifically to best meet the needs of the person that's in front of me or the program that's in front of me or the team that's in front of me or whatever it may be. Um... And I think that with this kind of stuff, the most important thing is, is it working? You know, you, 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 as, a, you as, a, as a consumer need to ask yourself, is it working? Because the difference is, with especially this field of self-help and self-development, is that it's very informational. Nothing I have is mine. I'm not special in that regard. Nothing I have is mine that I made up. You can talk to 30 other mental performance coaches and they all know the same information. And you don't even, it's, it's there for you. It's on Google. It's on YouTube you can you can you can get all this stuff yourself the question is there's a difference between information and application and the key is there's a there's a world full of information these days right everybody has access to everything but can you apply it and so that's the ticket is to find the right person that can work with your program in a way that can take them from understanding the information to actually applying the information, because that's the only place that change ever happens, is in application, not in information.
0: Discuss NLP, actually, very quickly, because uh, I've been a big fan of uh, neuro-linguistic programming for people out there who don't know what NLP is. Um, Brendan Rodgers, currently of Leicester City, about to get sacked, probably. Uh, Formerly of Liverpool, managed at Celtic. Big, big proponent of NLP. Tell me how it works and how we can combine it with mindset
1: and mental training. So if we take, if we break down the words, and I, I, I was a, I'm a Liverpool supporter, so I remember Brendan Rodgers over there. And in reality, of it is all top level managers these days, you know, look at the top guys, right? If it's Jurgen Klopp or Mourinho or Pep, these guys are all, sure, they're great tacticians, But they have to be very intelligent emotionally in order to be able to be in this position and get the most of these players. You're dealing with, you know, millions and millions of dollars worth of assets in these players, egos and all the rest of it, and bringing them all together, that's what makes great managers, not necessarily just the tactics. And that's all mental performance and psychology. So I like that, you know, comparison that you put there. But to answer your question regarding NLP... Well, let's look at it. Neuro linguistic programming is is talking to the subconscious mind. What is the information that we're plugging into our subconscious, not our cognitive mind, but our subconscious mind, and that comes about with self talk, which is one of the pillars that we dive into, um, visualization and mental imagery, and being able to paint a picture, right? Because your brain paints a picture. Your body completes the action. Everything happens twice. First in your mind and then in reality. And so having clarity with that and speaking to the subconscious mind and doing these things that are such as anchoring, okay, uh, and really experiencing the the situation that never actually really happened in reality. But when your mind sees it, it's, it's, it creates neurological pathways in your brain that are the same exact ones that are used in reality when the game is actually going on. So, you know, I work with players and I have them envision their performance uh, with as much detail as possible using all five senses and making it as vivid and real as possible. And then when the game comes about, right? And then let's say they imagine themselves bringing down a 20 yard long ball off their chest and then hitting a full volley. Well, when the game comes about and that ball is in the air, the brain, whether you know it or not, is saying, I've been here before. I recognize this. All I have to do is just do what I've already done. And so we call these mental reps. And it's very, very important. And that really is a lot of times what creates the difference between, you know, the, that is the difference. That makes the difference. Because other players are just going in there and they're experiencing everything for the first time. Whereas prepared players, well, they've already seen this before. And that's what neuro linguistic programming is. It's speaking to the subconscious mind and planting seeds in there that will blossom and grow uh, and will show up in reality, and it's all done subconsciously in, a, in an altered state of meditation and visualization and so on and so forth.
0: But you bring up a great point about meditation and visualization. Now, I am in my 50s, um, I fully believe in the power of meditation and visualization and it's so freaking hard to do okay it's so hard my mind my mind is all over the place it won't shut up it's it's a noise factory how can we expect you know young 14 15 16 year old teenagers who are going through uh, incredible uh, physiological and mental changes to be able to embrace those tools without intent one-on-one training. I mean, are are there any tricks? Are there any shortcuts? Or is it a case of you have to put in the work?
1: Well, just like anything, Nick, and we know this, and the reason it's more challenging for you is because you have gone through this loop thousands and tens and hundreds of thousands of times, more so than a 14-year-old. 14-year-old hasn't gone through this loop so many times. So it'd be easier for him to learn a language than it would be for you, wouldn't it? Uh, probably. <laughs> I guarantee you if I take a 10 year old and we move him to Croatia, he's gonna learn Croatian a lot better than if you and I move to Croatia because his brain is more adaptable, right? There's this thing called neuroplasticity and it gets harder and harder to do as we get older. And so that brings me back to my point that I made earlier. That's why I love working with youth soccer players, because the changes are a lot faster. You see them a lot faster because they're more adaptable to these things. Now, meditation is tough. It's tough for 14 year olds and it's tough for everybody. And yes, you're right, the more you do it, the better you get. So what I do is I don't get into deep, heavy meditation. What I do is guided imagery. It's a little bit different. And I walk them through certain things and, and, and talk them through certain things and I get them to a certain state based off of breathing routines Right there's like box breathing where you inhale for five, you hold it for five, you exhale for five, and you hold it for five. And when you can control your breathing, everything calms down and slows down. You see the idea behind this, Nick, is that players think too much. Okay, I, I work with thousands of players already, and the number one thing is you know I'm, I'm in my own head, and I'm thinking about certain things during the game. And our mind is crucial. And you are not to be thinking during the game. You see, the thinking is to be done prior to the match and after the match. You wanna do that so well that when game time comes about, all you do is press play and you shut off all that other stuff. But in order to do that, you have to understand what is all that other stuff? What is these things that I call uncontrollables? The referee, my coach, weather, field conditions, okay? My teammates, the opponent, these are all things we have no control over yet. We're thinking about them, and they're affecting us. And the way that it works, the relationship between stress and performance, or I'm sorry, yeah, the, the more you think, the more you think. I'm sorry, uncontrollables and and your performance is that when you think about things that you cannot control, your stress level goes up. And as soon as your stress level goes up, your performance and obviously your confidence goes down. But when you think about things that you can control, well, then your stress level is going to go down. And with that your performance and your confidence are gonna go up. So the first thing is understanding what is happening physiologically in my body, in my neurologically in my brain, and how the mind affects the body and the body affects your performance. Once you see that and recognize that, well then you can do something about it. And right now, most of the people listening in are just victims of whatever is going on around us. And that is something we're never going to be able to control. There's always things that are going to be happening around us, whether you're a 14-year-old now or a parent that's listening into their 40s or 50s. It doesn't matter. We cannot control these outside circumstances. So the only thing that's left for us is to control ourselves, to control our mind and the way we choose to respond to these outside circumstances. And that is what creates the winners. That's the difference between the guys that sign pro contracts and everybody else. That's the difference between big time CEOs and companies and everybody else. That's the difference between people, parents that have amazing relationship with their kids and everybody else. It's your ability to control yourself regardless of the outside circumstances because we will never be able to control those things. So let them go. And the earlier you can understand that in your life, the better off you're going to be. As as we're beginning to wrap this up, tell me about
0: your program. What... Benefits do you offer? How can people find you? And I think that the big thing that I, I get from parents, right? Uh, and and I hate to bring it to business, but it's always about ROI, return on investment. So let's let's just say let's play a, a role here. I'm a parent. I want to I want to bring my my 15 year old kid to you. He's a good little soccer player, but you know he, he, he is lacking confidence at the crucial moments in the game and let's 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 really bring it down to basics how are you going to fix him how much is it going to cost me
1: so first things first i don't fix anybody all right i'm not dr fix me okay and i established that really early on with the parents um so my job is not to fix anybody cuz there's nothing wrong no one's broken that's not what's happening here so you know, first thing is I set expectations and I let them know that I'm going to give hundred percent of what I of the knowledge I have in my and the abilities that I have to affect this specific child. However, it's on the kid, just like anything else. What he's willing to put in is what he's gonna get out. And that's no different than school or soccer or anything else. Um, I will guarantee that I'm going to teach tools that will absolutely help with whatever these situations are that they're facing. But you know, a lot of times parents come to me and say, Hey, there's this, this is the problem. Everything's great, except in, you know, towards the second half, when the game's online, he kind of shuts down. That's what they see. I call those the branches. Okay. But the root of the problem is far deeper. And when you talk about ROI, well, that's your return on investment right there. Because if you can fix the root, if you can address the root and change the way your perspective as to how you look at situations, that's infinite. That's forever and in every aspect of their life. You see, sometimes coaches come to me and they think, you know, hey, we need help the rest of the season. And I say, great. But the stuff I'm going to teach these players is not for the rest of the season. It's for the rest of their lives. And that's really what it is. Um, And so I'll take it even a step further, Nick. I see a lot of players one-on-one in my office and a lot of them are all over the country. So we do Zoom meetings and stuff like that. So I do a lot of one-on-one work. And I realized that for me, it was limiting because there's only so much I can affect. I'm affecting this kid's life, that's for sure. But it's just one person's life. And so what I've done now is I have a workshop called the Winner's Workshop. And in this workshop, we are going to dive into, it's going to be an eight-part series where we meet live eight times. When I say live, it's in a Zoom, but you know, I'm, it's not a recording. And accompanied with that are worksheets that they can print out. They have access to... Uh, online platform where they could print worksheets so they could visually see and create their own, their very own mental performance workbook. Uh, We have accountability partners. We have uh, a WhatsApp chat where there's constantly information coming in. Um, And so this workshop is going to actually, it's funny you bring that up because it's something that is new and this is actually the first time I'm announcing it, as a matter of fact, but it's going to start on October 13th, uh, I'm sorry, the week of November 14th. The week of November 14th is when we're going to start this uh, this course, and starting on uh, October 13th and every Thursday thereafter, I'm going to do a free call for all parents, players, coaches, anybody interested that has questions It's going to explain in more detail what is the starting 11 for Mental Performance Mastery, every single one of these concepts, what they mean, why they're important, uh, and this, this workshop is really going to be a guide uh, as to what what I need to do as a player, what I need to do as a coach, in order to get the best out of myself, and that's you know that's something that's going to kick off. Uh, what is that? About another month, month and a half from now.
0: And what is the uh, URL where people can come and visit you?
1: So to get in touch with me, I'll give you a couple of options. One, there's already tons of videos on Instagram with little nuggets about you know certain things that I'm sure players and coaches would benefit from. That is Instagram at mentalcoachpro. The website is mentalcoachpro.com. Those are two ways to get in touch with me. But I'll even go one further because like I said, I practice what I preach, right? And I mean it. I'm going to give my personal cell phone number. No secretaries, no no, no press two for this or that. My personal cell phone number is 818-942-4466. My objective is to help as many people as possible. I have a system set up for the coming year that's going to put us in front of as many people possible throughout the country, not just in California. Um, and and so I I believe that you know in order to do that you got to be real about it. That's my cell phone number. anybody wants to call or text with any questions or anything can call me directly or they can message me on Instagram at Mental Coach pro. Or they can go on the website. There's tons of information and videos there. And uh, and there's also a contact form so they can get in touch that way.
0: It's it. Thank you so much for joining the Bear and the Bull. And always, as always, you can follow Cal South on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter. I am Nick Webster. We'll be back with another episode very soon. This has been the Bear and the Bull. Thank you so much for listening.